You're listening to the Reconciling Hope Podcast, where the leadership team of Gospel Hope Church discusses how the Bible transforms our beliefs, actions, and impacts our relationship with God and with others. Well, hey, Gospel Hope, and welcome back to another episode of the Reconciling Hope Podcast. And I'm here with my uh, uh, always co-host and partner in crime, the Reverend Rod Newberry. And uh, Rod served us once again on Sunday by preaching to us from Luke chapter 16 and a kind of a, a weird parable. Um, really I mean, this, this idea of Christ commending the dishonest manager. So I'm looking forward to kind of diving in and, and talking about this in a little more detail with you. So let's yeah. jump. Um, Rod, in, in the message, the title of the message was actually Heavenly Side Hustle. <laughs> and you urged every believer you said we really should have a heavenly side hustle what, what do you mean by that yeah there, there should be some kind of enterprise unless if, if you're not in full-time professional ministry you ought to have something and per- perhaps even us you ought to have something in your life that is directly re- linked as i would call it to either building up people in a godly way enabling gospel advancing advancement or either expediting the gospel you know, I'll just kind of give those three categories. That's if, if I were to kind of think through what it means to, to, to have something that is heavenward, right? If it's building up people in a godly way, um, building infrastructure for, for godliness or, you know, to, to advance, uh, or it's directly infusing uh, and giving energy to gospel advancement. I, I think we need something that we're doing that is aimed at honoring the Lord um, mm-hmm. in our lives. And, and again, um, that doesn't mean that everybody needs to be in full-time ministry, but it does mean we need some kind of way in our life that we are serving, serving the body, honoring the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it, what I mean. it, in fact, you know, as I was listening to you on Sunday and even just now, it's like not everybody should be in full-time vocational ministry because then, right. it, it, you know, there, there has to be kind of like goers and there has to be senders as well. And so if we all just kind of like quit our jobs uh, and said, okay, we're all going into vocational ministry, then churches as we know it would not exist. Um, and so, yeah, that I think that's an important concept. It, you emphasize, let me drill down on that a little bit, kind of the idea of hustle. Uh, yeah. And the fact in that parable that this guy was shrewd and savvy. You want to talk a little more about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I I tried to draw us into the idea of hustle because side hustle, we all know what that is. And for the most part, it's this it's this work that we're involved in often that demands a little bit of savvy and strategy because it typically isn't our main thing that we do. So we're always thinking about how to squeeze it in and how to do it well. Uh, it may be underfunded, under-resourced. It may even be just totally free work that we do because it meets a financial need or just meets a fulfillment need. I may just want to, you know, um, coach kids in baseball for and not receive a dime, but I just believe that this is a beautiful discipleship platform and I love the game, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was okay, but it satisfies that need. And my day job may be a manager of some other enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so people who have a side thing you're always hustling because you're in this constant balancing act of how do I, in a strategic and savvy way, do both of these things well without compromising either. And so it mm-hmm. demands a, a degree of shrewdness. 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love, man, I, I, you've heard me mention in other messages, I love watching people who do things well, folks who function with excellence. Uh, and especially when I watch someone grow an enterprise that may not be what we traditionally know them for. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's so, so we could we could probably discover numerous people in our lives who, who have done this or who do it. And, and it's just really an impressive thing to watch. That's great. Yeah. So, so you, you talked about, you know, that when we have this seven heavenly side hustle, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're doing works that are both foundation worthy. Uh, this is from first mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter two, worthy of building on the foundation of Christ and then yeah. fireproof, uh, meaning yeah. that when they're tested, they'll actually improve. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I was thinking, man, it would be helpful maybe for people to hear what would be an example of a work that would be foundation worthy and fireproof and maybe even more helpful one that would not be foundation worthy and fireproof yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so let's go with the one that's not okay um i would say that if the work that i did um you know when i was bivocational uh just on my job if that work would just if all I did was just become great at my job, right? So I, I, I sold, managed, led, strategized. If I just became extremely excellent in that space, um, but that excellence never had a kingdom advancing derivative. All I did was just get really good. I accumulated funds. I um, ensured that my children would be able to go to the schools of their choice. I, I was a, I was a, for all, my practical, for all practical purposes, I was a good steward of my resources, but a good mm-hmm. steward for my own self. I just created my own kingdom and insulated my own world. I tried to inflation-proof, uh, recession-proof my nest egg, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's noble work, but it's not foundation-worthy. How does God get glory out of it? I mean, I, I have this, you know, you got this bountiful career and no one's getting blessed other than me and my four and no more. I don't think that's foundation worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also don't think it's fireproof because, you know, when the Lord, you know, uh, uh, calls the old boy home, old boy in that sense now to be in me, um, whose retirement will that be? <laughs> it mm-hmm. won't be mine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, I'm, you know, uh, work myself to the bone. And there's nothing wrong with work, right, in the, in the world. I mean, we did it and we loved it. But, but man, how does that work? How can we aim that work at what the Lord is is doing, and it's, so it's not even about the nature. Uh, it's not even about the industry. It's it's what you're doing with the resources and and why you're so committed to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that would be a work if I had just done that work alone with not. And I'm not saying if I had done that work without ever going full time. I'm saying if I had done that work without a view toward the kingdom, Lord, how can I, how can I support missionaries? How can I, you know, if you're increasing my territory, I think is the term. How can I support missionaries? How can I disciple people in my workplace? How can I take the language of the job and frame it in such a way to create gospel sharing opportunities and some of the things I've tried to do, but mm-hmm. move to a positive example that doesn't include me. Uh, you often hear me talk about Paul's Leather Company. Uh, my good mm-hmm. friend up in Wallingford, Connecticut, uh, Dan Litovich, and uh, this brother uh, in college, if you go to his website, he tells the story. of He's in college and he's uh, he's tired of studying his Bible and his Bible's always falling apart. He's working on a lobster boat, you know, after college. And uh, he goes out and, and gets some kind of certification in leather working and starts resurfacing Bibles. 
so that he can serve himself. And then he goes, well, other people probably have the same need. Their Bible's always falling apart. So he starts resurfacing people's Bibles, but with the following commitment. He'll also take the prophets, any of the prophets that they've made, and try to support a missionary. Um, I don't know how long ago Dan started this, but Dan's probably half my age, and the company can't be more than, I don't know, five or six years old. They've refinished over 14,000 Bibles. They're supporting umpteen missionaries. They have a commitment to pray for a missionary every week, visit a missionary, uh, support a missionary, new missionary every month, and visit one every year. And this started out as a side hustle, just wanting to refinish one's own Bible. And now this guy has got a full-on company that completely overtakes his need to, it, it has become his main hustle, not his side hustle. And yeah. it all was born out of just a desire to serve the body. And um, and it's doing it, right? It's advancing. And he's specifically focused on adding a new missionary every year uh, to an unreached people group. Um in addition to being a resource to the local body. So he's building up people's capacity to study. Mm-hmm. He is advancing or expediting the gospel internationally. And then he's constantly um, looking for new missionaries to support that kind of meet their sweet spot profile. Uh, yeah. and, it's a, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and they're praying for him too. And they're visiting him. So it isn't just check writing. Uh, I think that's probably one of, the, one of the greatest stories within my immediate reach of someone who just took a basic everyday need, which was just, let me figure out how to do this and turned it into a full-on enterprise. Now, does the person listening to this have to go to these great links where, man, if you don't start a full-on leather company, right. uh, you're not, no. I, I think I mentioned the criteria earlier. Um, good work is one that, is it uh, building up others? Does it uh, increase the capacity of the local body to, to, to send or, or to do gospel work? Um, and, or, or does it directly infuse gospel work? I mean, mm-hmm. if you can get all three of those, you got a home run. But if you can mm-hmm. just hit a single and do it constantly, you still go batting at the top of the order. That's uh, right. Uh, we have a baseball game today. Sorry about all the baseball. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you were talking about, I, th- I thought of several uh, that I just know of. I, I, I have some friends that um, they, they own a property and uh, they rent it out. And all the money that comes into that, they give away to missions because, you know, they're free and clear on that. Um, I, I know another brother I just talked to the other day who um, he owns a large company. He's been successful in business. And so they have adopted an unreached people group and just translated the scripture, used their resources to translate the scripture into that people's language. Um, man, even a little bit closer to home. Uh, we have some of our staff members, even at Gospel Hope, who really what they do at Gospel Hope is a side hustle for them. And they just really sacrifice themselves. They have another occupation or another vocation. And really, they sacrifice themselves and said, I'm going to give myself to the work of the ministry um, yeah. as a volunteer or a you know really part-time staff. But I'm doing so much more than what I'm being compensated for. So I, I think... There's lots of ways to leverage our passions uh, for what the Lord has called us to. And it doesn't have to, as you said, it doesn't have to be a grand financial enterprise. It can just be saying, you know what, I'm going to be the best um, uh, Gospel Hope kids worker in the world. And I'm just going to really give myself to these kids. Um, It it can be very, um, you, you know, you don't have to create something in order for it to happen. You just have to leverage what God has called you to do. Uh, 
for his kingdom. So yeah, great, great word on that. Uh, let, let's talk about one way that I think you really challenged us or challenged our culture in the message. You said, uh, like, we've all been given an account, and we'll yeah. all have to give an account. In other words, what God has entrusted to us, we have to give an account for him how we used it. Now, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, that's a little bit countercultural today, Rob. That, that, that pushes people's buttons where you're saying, um, man, we have to give an account. How do you yeah. think that, how should Christians think about that? Yeah, man. I mean, just let's just be sober about it. It, it maybe it's hard to peel that back as an American, but um, everything you, they're, they're, I laugh at the idea of a self-made millionaire. Um, you, you have the grace of just living within a society that allowed you to leverage your your tools in such a way. Because there's people out there that work just as hard as a self-made millionaire, but they didn't have the grace of a particular context, either access to they either had relational poverty, uh, educational poverty. They didn't have all of the tools, and they, but they're put in the same level of grind and equity, and they're not going to be whatever. So you have to recognize that any one of us that has achieved anything of greatness in any way, we did it uh, not just on the shoulders of other people. We did it on the shoulders of God's, on the platform of God's grace, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so, so that's one. I think that's just a sobering thing. And, I, and it, for us, culturally um i think we just need to rethink how we get to where we are you know don't discount our own work ethic and our savvy and shrewdness by all means use that but 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 at some point we must ask ourselves am i building a kingdom for myself or am i building capacity for the kingdom but those are just two questions that i need to ask am i building a kingdom myself or am i building capacity for the kingdom is, is, is the work that i'm doing in any way shape or form um, um, not just bringing glory to God, but is it is it moving the ball, so to speak? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think those are just some some questions. And so it, you know, there's there's such an infinite array of occupations and skills that are out there. So we, it would be tragic to even sit here and try to go, okay, well, if you're a banker, do this. If you're if you're this, do this. But man, what we have, it is borrowed. It is managed, and and, and the proof of what we have that we're just managers of it, as opposed to having been the ones who made it. Uh, is how fleeting and fickle it can be. You, you know what I mean? Um, uh, in a moment's notice, everything we have could become someone else's through tragedy, through some other type of thing, or just through, you know, shifts, you know, in the market. People just say, you know what, that, that thing you do is just no longer in vogue. It's obsolete. And so whatever duration God gives us, um, I think it's just so important to view ourselves as a manager, as a manager. This enterprise this activity is finite. Either I'm going to become too old to do it, or the thing that I'm doing is going to become obsolete, or this whole thing will outlast me in such a way that I just need to understand that I'm going to borrow time. And that shouldn't defeat us. It should encourage us to go, okay, well, how am I going to maximize these moments? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of rabbit trailed on us, but, you know, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my side. We're going to change the name of the podcast to Welcome yeah. to the Rabbit Trail. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, uh, yeah. you know, at Gospel Hope, we say we want to make disciples who are growing in the gospel as a family mm -hmm. while on mission. Three relationships, our relationship with God, with other believers, and with the world. Which one was primarily in your mind through this sermon? Man, I could not pick the, um, I couldn't, it, it was hard to, to get away from the master manager piece. Like, Lord, what I'm doing, 
the way I view my work is a reflection of the way I view you. You're, mm -hmm. you're the master of my enterprise. And so that vertical relationship is in view. I think it's sequentially in the text. I, I, I view that relationship. And then I couldn't help but also view um, how my work before the Lord impacts the world around me. So growing my relationship with the world, but but it should culture how I'm growing in my relationship with the world, you know? Um, man, do I want to be noted as a um, as a great, um, kind of, do I want my fruit or the final note on my, my epitaph, if you will, the stuff that people put on my tombstone? Do I want it to just be um, um, Rod the... Um, oh, that guy who used to work at company XYZ, or don't want to be, man, um, that guy who every time I spoke to him, you know, I heard about the gospel, or man, this is a great teacher. Do I want my fruit uh, to, 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 to go before me? I, I, you know, I, a couple of different ways you could put it, we talked about in the message, but I, I would just say those two relationships, I'm a manager, and then what legacy am I leaving through how I manage? Good. So, relationship with the Lord and relationship with the world. And how does this, you know, text display the reconciling hope of the gospel? You know what? The, the, the man, minus the hope and the eternal reality of the gospel, which gives meaning to life, right? Why are we here? Work is meaningless. Mm. I mean, in my, in my honest opinion, Work is a very drab and mundane, monotonous process, uh, whether I'm farming or whether I'm building. I mean, just think about how, how that must feel to think that all of this is just going to burn up, go away, and have no significance if all I've done mm -hmm. is done it. And it mm -hmm. is only the gospel that bring our, raises our awareness that work has dignity and it has a connectivity to something other than the thing that I'm physically doing in this temporal plane. And so mm -hmm. I think the reconciling hope of the gospel is the gospel helps me to bring eternal significance to whether I'm riding on the back of a, of a trash truck, you know, whatever is considered to be the worst of the worst of, mm -hmm. of employment professions in our culture. Man, I can do that unto the glory of God. Why? Because the gospel is true. Because I have a boss, I have a master who is the Lord, and he is looking at my every work. Uh, mm -hmm. So I believe that the reconciling hope of the gospel is that it, 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 really, it really underscores and defines the dignity of human labor. Um, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks yeah. for... And, and yep. I, got one, I got one more, and I can't miss this. Get that rabbit. Get it. Get it, Rob. Got to get it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I cannot miss this. It would serve Sunday. And so when we look at the gospel, we see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who could surely sit in heaven with his arms folded, choosing yeah. to serve us. And so servanthood is not demoralizing. It's actually demonstrative of the attitude of Christ. Mm -hmm. I, I think also to see that servanthood oozes out of the gospel mm -hmm. Um really, again, layers on more dignity, but also empowers my view of servitude and service mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I heard somebody say one time, we're never more like the Savior than when we take up the towel. And um, man, I, I love that line that Jesus says, I am among you as one who serves. Like that, that should be our disposition. Um, because what we do has eternal significance if we're doing it as unto the Lord. So, amen. 
Well, thanks for that word. And if you didn't get a chance to listen, please go back and be encouraged um, by that sermon that Rod preached, a, a, a great message from an unfamiliar and a little bit weird parable. Um, so, hey, thanks, Gospel Hope, for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. Excited about our move coming up. So stay tuned for more details about that. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Reconciling Hope podcast. Be sure to subscribe for future content on podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Gospel Hope Church is located in Atlanta, Georgia, with the mission of making disciples who are growing in the gospel as a family while on mission. If you're interested in learning more, tune into our Facebook Live services Sundays at 11 a.m. or check out gospelhopechurch.com.